I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And without further ado, because we have so much news, so much stuff, I feel like in in episode, as I say, no no further ado than I do a whole fucking preamble. Um, I feel like in when we take like one extra week off, suddenly we're just like, there's so much news. And then when we're like, we have three weeks, just like nothing has happened. In the entire nothing has world. happened. Not a thing and then has here, happened. There's like nine or ten links we have to talk about so anyway we got more coming up later but let's just jump right into that sweet sweet too fast too furious minute minute 98 you okay yeah i'm great So, there were three bags total, huh? The three from the boat. So we good, right? So in this minute, Carter Verone spits in defeat as Monica holds the gun steady on him. Brian and Roman breathe a sigh of relief. Now that everything is over, they climb out of the car onto Carter's boats. We cut to the shoreline. A helicopter hovers. U.S. Customs agent approach Carter's boats. Agent Markham walks over to Brian and Roman, who is being tended to by a medic. Markham asks about the recovered money. Roman asks about his criminal record as the minute ends. And I don't know how much more there was for you to do in this minute, but compared to the last like six or seven minutes of this movie, which is basically just like Carter and Brian, Enrique Roberto and like Monica and Carter, like that's it. It's like, there's a bunch of people going on, a bunch of things happening here. There's a ton of extras. That's true. You know, sometimes we watch these minutes and we're like, you know, we're in the car, we're in the car, we're in the car. The resolution to them landing the car on the boat, it's like, captured Carter, done. That's it. 13 seconds. Get out of the boat. They're just like, they're like, oh, we did it. And then just like, boom, movie over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, that's wild to me that like, you know, because like how many of these times have we been like, we, we've been in this race for mm-hmm. seven minutes now. And it's just like them staring into each other's eyes. Like, I have no concept of how long any of these scenes are until we do the minute. Like this yeah. doesn't feel like this should be resolved in 13 seconds. Well, that's the thing. Is. Like we've been, we've been playing that game, which is like, okay, we have like five minutes of the movie left. When are they going to do the things? We're like, I don't know. Like we know that they're all going to happen. Like we know like things are, yeah. we, we know what's coming, but it's like, it's hard to be like, okay, so, but there's, but somehow we're still going to be on the, on the shore for another two and a half minutes. Well, he needs to do the pockets and empty. I know, cut. but it still feels like that could be in, in 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like that, it feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's no, too you, much time you, now you, left. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have no gauge mentally of how long this should be. And yes, I agree. So here is everything that I found the people. Because like, if you're watching the scene, you're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, there's like a there's a met the medic has the line. There's a customs agent who says, go, go like this. It's exciting. That there's two people who like aren't like full characters with names who have lines as whatever. 
But here's who I found. There's seven agents yes. in tactical gear that move toward Carter's boat, but there are at least 30... Those are the ones on the on the customs boat? No, they're the ones... No, 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 they're separate. These are the ones who like are walking okay. down the dock, the marina dock, or mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. at the top of the dock as the rest of them go. So there's like seven in that okay. group at least. But then okay. beyond that, there's another 30 other people. There's two guys in the background, three sets of cops, so six more people walking and talking, another customs agent, two medics walking away from the camera, two customs agents in the deep background on a boat with their guns drawn on yes, Carter's yes, yes. boat. Four more cops in the background doing cop things. There's a photographer, so like some kind of journalist, I guess, there with like an old-timey kind of camera, which is kind of funny. A medic, a man in a suit walking, a woman in a pantsuit near the ambulance near two other men. Agent Dunn is there with another guy that I know I've seen earlier in the movie, but I forget his name. Yeah, I saw Agent Dunn for sure, for sure. My favorite guys in this scene are the two men behind Brian and Roma. Did you see these guys? No. There's two men. One guy crouches down like he's looking for evidence. Like the whole, like, there's never nothing. There's always something. Like behind Brian and Roman and Markham in the scene, these two dudes are like extras, not mugging for the camera, but like one guy crouches down into like a squat and like picks up a thing and like looks at it. The other guy like looks at him like quizzically and he hands the thing to the other guy and the other guy like looks at it and they like stand him up. Like, I'm just like, why are we, what are we doing here? You're in, you're in the literal middle of the frame. Like, what are you doing here? Okay. Behind them, there's two other guys by tall grass. And then there's the medic who bandages Roman's arm, who you said looks like Elena. I think so. From behind. Like, she's, like, walking away, and she has a blue uniform and long blonde hair. And I was like, oh. The only real clothing change of note is that Roman now has his right arm in a gray sling, which we'll come back later if you like that question. But what did you notice in here? There's also the song Brian Shoots for Roan ends, and the song Last Questions begins in the score but what did you notice is there anything in this minute for you to pick up on because like this is like a feast for my catalog every extra and kind of what they're wearing but not really because i stopped doing that early on in the first movie but like what did you find in this minute i reminded myself that the internet airplane movie database exists mm-hmm, and i found mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. type of helicopter that is hovering above the boat you'd love to see it. i love to see it i thought that this was a really fun minute for me just because we got a helicopter a customs boat an ambulance and a cop car and then the bus all in the same minute yeah like not including non-car vehicles a lot of non-car vehicles in this lap and then the other fun thing that i saw was that there was just like the gurney outside the ambulance that was really fun like oh because they put carter verone on it eventually Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, yeah 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 yeah. mm -hmm. so they had to have the gurney set up there but um, those were my main things. Because, again, no, I don't really think that there was, like, too much. There's, like, we've seen this shot of the thing, like, all the pallets, all the, the dead bus. Like, they're back in front of a place that we already were. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's that. And, like, anything else, it's, like, they're, they're still in the car on the boat for about 30 seconds. And then afterwards, it's just, like, swarm of extras, yeah. like you were saying. So, like, no, there's not, like, anything specific-specific that I found really interesting. Like, I wonder, like, again, we only have, like, two, two and a half more minutes of this movie. I wonder if there's going to be anything, like, really weird and specific and cool for either of us to pick up on, right? Like, we're going to be more extras. There might be, like, one of them doing weird stuff. I still love that you found, like, I because I missed, like, in that in the race war scene, like, those, like, giant Pokemon plushies, right? Like maybe there's weirdness who knows but like this is the final location in the movie we got a little bit more dialogue but we might have like tapped out at like i don't know yeah jimbo's we're we're still at jimbo's 
Shrimp, Shrimp Shack, Shack yeah. but like it's not the yeah. I get you. You were gonna say you you hinted at your question, yeah. And I had a very similar one, so hit us with yours, and I'll tell you what I was gonna say. Instead. My trivia question, which I think is fair, but also I tough. think it's fair. What color is the sling that holds Roman's injured right arm? Black, gray, or white? The answer is gray. We can definitively say gray. It yep. is gray. Okay. Uh, well, it's not black or white. Okay. I was going to ask, what arm does Roman have the sling on? I thought about that. Did Which we... one do you like better? My arm. I think I broke my arm, man. Um, We could do a classic Too Fast, Too Forever bullshit question. What arm and what color sling? Gray sling, right arm? I, that's what I thought, too. Gray okay, sling, good. left arm. I already white thought sling, this. White sling, left arm. White sling, right arm. All right. Yes. That's... Sorry, guys, but fuck all of you. And fuck future us, too. <laughs> yeah. I think you should be blue because he's wearing, like, blue jeans. I don't think black should be the option. I think we should go with blue because he's wearing, like, jeans and no shirt or something. Or, like, just, like, the tank top, right? I think blue is fine. I want to have, like, just because I didn't want to, like, red, yellow, green. Like, I didn't want to have, like, crazy, just, like, three. Exactly. Simple. Blue sling left arm, blue sling right arm. Gray sling left arm, gray sling right arm, which is the right answer. White sling left arm. White That's sling right arm. Horrible question. Oh, it sucks. I, I'm glad that I'm glad that we went from two easy questions to just the worst possible iteration of that. Well, this is like the handbrake. Dom's e-break. cool secret. No, well, Dom's no, well, cool well, secret. That one, but also like I was thinking about like at the end of the first movie where they're like like Letty turns around and Brian turns around to like help Vince, and it's just like yeah, e break. 180 to the left, e-brake 180 to the right, slams the gas <laughs> or the brake pedal to the left, slams the... It's just like, who would ever have paid attention to that? All right, so... This one, you see him hold his right arm mm-hmm. as he gets out of the boat, so it's clearly going to be his right arm. It's in his right arm. The color is a challenge. And then it gets confusing, because blue is actually like a natural sling color. There's a mm. lot of blue slings that exist, you know what I mean? So the most important thing now is what do you want to name this minute? Uh, uh, Romans. Romans holiday? Yeah, because I, yeah, I was going to try to make a joke about him not being able to masturbate for a while because his arm's in a sling. Well, there's the Archie Hepburn know, movie, Roman Holiday, right? But this is Roman's holiday? Okay, that's th- that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Roman's pleasure holiday? I don't want to put that episode title because it's the name of this episode too Romans. i holiday. know that's why i like making it weirder I know. But okay roman's holiday minute 98 roman's holiday what what color is the sling that holds roman's injured arm and which arm is injured the answer of course easily gray sling right arm bingo bango done, done. <laughs> easy joe on the streets news uh, before we get there because this is gonna take a while i want to shout out our patrons we're doing a little Please. bit early. Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Ooh. Party. Bonus episode with him coming out in a couple weeks. Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara Newman, Aaron Willows, and Natalie Absolute, Randy Carter, Josh Goularm, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon- Montez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. We will do more information about the Patreon in a little bit when we get to the Patreon portion. But, Joe, 
There's so much news to talk about. Do you have you seen anything? I know that Reaction Rocket just tweeted something at us that I will get to. That's what I was reading. But yes, go ahead. But is there anything else you remember seeing from the last couple of weeks? Because it's been because we recorded a week early because I went to Vegas for work. Yes. So there's an extra week in between. But is there anything else you remember that you have seen since we last? No, start did saying this? them. Start saying them. I'm sure I do. Well, and so I'll first keep of my all, thoughts in as we go. Not really news, but watching sports. Which is like the first and the only time all year that like I watch commercials. Yes, Jordana Brewster's in the general commercial with Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a wild pairing. I know. I like it. I love it though. Yeah, I like Shaq. I bet Shaq is a ton of fun. And she's drifting basically, right? She's like, and she's driving a car. Yep. I think that that was in like the last. I think that was a, a last Super Bowl commercial. I think we talked about it then, or like she was in a commercial with Shaq for the general at the last Super Bowl. Interesting. Okay. So here, there's a bunch of things. Some of this might overlap. Some of it might not. I don't know. There is a thing. Maybe this is a, a site that Reaction Rocket li- reads. I don't know. But there's this thing called the Insnyder. His last name is Snyder. And he's got the site called the Insnyder. So this is from January 12th. So three weeks ago. What's the latest of the Fast and Furious franchise? Oh, no. It's behind a fucking paywall. Hold on. Hang on. Can I get a free trial? I there's no free trial. Oh, the insider. damn. Hold on. Snyder got you locked out. I got a paywall jumper and it doesn't work either. <sighs> All right, skipping the insider. We'll come back to it. But around that same time, January 10th, Fast and Furious director breaks his silence on sudden Fast 10 departure. Oh, no, I didn't hear this. Tell me about Director it. Director Justin Lin has spoken about a shocking departure from Fast 10 almost two years after he left the production. Oh, that makes sense. It was two years. Damn, dude. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but I guess they had to make the fucking movie and then it came out. So, yeah. So there was the Josh Horowitz as the podcast, Happy, Sad, Confused. He had Justin Lin on there. They talked about the thing. Here's what Justin Lin said. Quote, I look back now. It's like a year and a half. There's nothing but love for the cast. Okay. 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 The cast. Everyone jokes about family, family, family. That's how I feel. It's a crazy business. Being able to go through 15 to 18 years with a group of people and be able to grow together, it's very special. The studio's been nothing but trusting. It means everything to me. Whether I like it or not, I'm going to be linked to this franchise. Even when I was away between six and nine, I was rooting for it. There's nothing but positivity. Whatever drama, I just, I'm kind of bummed it had to be out in the public. I'd rather have Mm. the characters speak for the franchise. Whatever happened, it shouldn't be important. I was there. Whatever they needed, whatever Louis Leterrier or anybody, I just want to be supportive. I think that's the spirit of the situation overall that's important to me. It doesn't say a lot, but he kind of alludes to, like, everything you heard was probably true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's why I left. Mm-hmm. And I like the cast. Later that week, report. Fast and Furious 11 will go, quote, back to basics. This this is fucking unbelievable to me. I, I read villain, this one. Smaller budget. N- yeah, smaller budget makes sense. So, like, the back to basics thing, if they're framing, they're like, we're cutting the budget for you guys by a lot because you fucking exploded the last one by firing Justin Lin the week into the shooting. That makes sense. But going back to basics is impossible. They can't do that. So this is based on the report from the In Snyder. Yes. So this is the thing that we got paywalled, but comicbook.com picked it up. Okay. The next Fast and Furious film is Vin Diesel's Last Ride as Dominic Toretto, according to a new report. 
Okay. Jeff Snyder reports the longtime star, star who has steered the Fast franchise as a producer will return for the, quote, Back to Basics sequel to last summer's Fast 10. The, quote, lean and mean Fast 11 is reportedly described as a throwback to the original and will focus on one big heister race rather than another globe-trotting adventure of the Fast family, quote, one last job for Diesel's Toretto. Joey, how is that fucking possible when they ended on a dam exploding? Like, there's no, like, what, so they just get out of the dam and they're like, no, you know what? The, DVD players the next again. The movie opens up with Vin, with Dom, ugh, yawning out of bed. I okay, we just skip it. Dream. Oh, that would be awesome. It would suck I think that's actually so the best. Hard. That would be the best iteration of this. That he like he like wakes up next to little B. He's napping on the couch. Little B's in front of him. He was like, "You'll never guess where I thought we were." And like it, re- it rewinds to like thirteen twenty seven. Yeah, and they're just at home, safe. He like is like, "Okay, time for work." Walks down to Toretto's Market and Cafe. So here's the thing. So according to the report, Universal's budgeting the next one at two hundred million or less. After the last one ballooned to $340 million. $200 yes. million dollars is, is a lot still of money. more than almost every other movie that's ever been made in the history of movies. Yes, yes, So yes. it's not small, it's just smaller. Yeah, they, they weren't increasing the budget, that's for sure. I knew that they weren't going to do that. Snyder, Jeff Snyder, also reports the final film may opt for a new villain rather than bring back Momoa's Dante Reyes, who was Dumb. out for revenge against Toretto's crew. The latest entry ended on a cliffhanger as Dante trapped Dom and his son, Little Brian, at the bottom of a dam rigged with explosives. In June, Universal announced a new Fast and Furious movie starring Dwayne Johnson, written by Chris Morgan. Despite their famed feud, Johnson and Diesel will both produce the untitled Interquel, which is the first time I've ever seen that word, which is not 11 or 12. It's been described as, quote, a bridging chapter between 10 and 11. According to reporting, Diesel's not expected to be in the side chapter, but other fast actors will join Johnson. Okay. Okay, I like that. For those who don't know, Vin Diesel wrote an Instagram post, Fast X was just part one. Know that part two is going to be an effort from our fast family and studio like you have never seen. Back to basics. Sounds like that's what he's planning on. So that's when he announced April 4th, 2025 for, I guess, that movie. Unclear. Who knows? There's still more reports we're going to get to. But this is saying, basically, the TLDR, smaller budget, but still a big budget. Yes. Smaller story, not a global story. Maybe no Dante. None of that makes any sense. Nope. Not to me. This sounds like like BS. Yeah. I don't think any of this can be possible. Like, it it just can't. It just can't be possible. About 10 days later... Jason Momoa gives surprising Fast and Furious 11 update, quote, that's probably a ways off. Well, I mean, they still haven't written or shot the Hobbs interquel yet. Right. So, yes. Somebody asked me, like, one of my friends was like, are we getting a new Fast and the Furious movie this summer? I was like, fuck no. Between the, the writer's strike and them having the Hobbs movie coming out in between, like, we're looking at, like, three years, four minimum. So Variety interviews Momoa. And Momoa is because he's doing an unscripted TV show, and he hopes to do quote. Oh yeah, is this the like ride along thing? On the Rome, R O A M. Yeah, where's this on? Is it on uh, on Amazon? Max. Max. Okay, I keep seeing ads for it on Max. Okay. So it just debuted. Well, it debuted two weeks ago on January eighteenth. So that's it's out now. If you want to watch at least part of it now, right? So they're interviewing him about that. Whatever, whatever. 
And then the thing ends with, since he first broke out as Khal Drogo, he's been in franchises like the Fast and Furious and you know, the Aquaman movies. Yeah. The Fast and Furious franchise is set to return in part two of Fast 10. While Vin Diesel set to be in theaters in April 2025, Momoa has yet to see a script. Quote, yeah, no shit. I put out my ideas and we'll see where it goes, but that's probably a ways off. It'll be fun to do. It's fun playing the villain. It's wonderful to play the villain. That's that's how the thing ends. It's just like, hey, what's going on with that movie? He's like, I don't know. I haven't seen the script. And these other people are just like, oh my God. Like Screen Rant is just like, we can write an article based on this one quote. Yeah, but in reality, we knew this. There was a writer's strike. Yeah. And they still need to make the Hobbs movie. So whatever. Yes. No news. Correct. So then... Today, Reaction Rocket tweets a quote tweet. But again, it's behind this fucking paywall for the Insnider. Yeah, but it's Insnider. Universal taps Zach Dean to write secret movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Secret movie? Universal taps the Tomorrow War scribe Zach Dean to write a movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. I mean, hey, maybe they'll announce it. But so that's, okay, so let's just think about this for a second. We have, in theory, and some of these could be the same movie. Yes. We have Fast 10 Part 2, maybe called Fast 11. Yes. We have Hobbs. The interquel. The interquel Hobbs. Yes. Which is probably the same, or could be the same as Hobbs and Shaw 2, but also could be a different movie. I'm, I'm assuming that that's Hobbs and Shaw 2. Without Shaw, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, but, I mean, if it's going to be a Hobbs movie, I think logically we can assume that that is the Hobbs and Shaw 2 movie that they were talking about. There is the Letty Led movie. That might be the secret movie. There is that also the secret movie. No, I think the secret movie might be the Letty movie. Like, the girls movie. Reaction Rocket also tweeted, I made a list of the things that were set up in 10, because Reaction Rocket is also, I think he also emailed in or, or tweeted or something, I think I have a thing for later, but he's also bummed. Like, I think he responded to our Fast 10 episode when we did with Zaki. And he's yeah. like, I'm not, like, Joe, you're not alone, like, watching this now. Like, I love rewatching these movies. And, like, this movie kind of bums me out now because, like. There's no end. Right. So he says, I made a list of things that were set up in 10 that should, question mark, be resolved in 11. Not yes, I did like this tweet a lot. Necessarily cliffhangers, but just plot stuff. Not including the basic franchise finale wrap-up type stuff they would also have to do if this is indeed the last one. Number one, Dom and Little B about to die. Number two, the plane yes. crash. Number three, yes. is Jacob dead? Number yes. four, Letty and Cypher. Number yes. five, how is Giselle alive? Number yep. six, Tess is hurt and she's with Isabel. Number yep. seven, the agency is corrupt. Where is Mr. Nobody? Number yes. eight, Mia's off to warn Brian. Number yes. nine, Shaw's off to save Queenie. Number 10, yes. Dante's on the loose. Number 11, yep. Hobbs back. I want to like print that list out and just tape it to my wall. Like this is what, this is the fucking shit. Reaction Rocky, you did a great job. You summed up exactly what we fucking need answers to. I agree. And Rocket replied to their own tweet saying, this doesn't even include new stuff. They're rumored to add to 11, such as adding another villain or AI driverless cars plot they hinted at, plus little character stuff. Moments we're going to want to see, like Han and Giselle reuniting or Isabel meeting little B. However, they plan on handling Brian, dot, dot, dot. All this different stuff, right? Very, very true. So then Rocket replies to his own tweet from today. And says, Zach Dean has a story by credit on 10, so it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. He's already had a hand in the story. I'm beyond curious to find out what this movie is. 
is it Hobbes or is this replacing it? Or, you know, he doesn't say this, but could be something else altogether. The Letty movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm guessing. That's my guess right now is that he's doing a secret movie, which is finally them attempting to do a movie that is driven by the women characters. To be clear, Jeff Snyder quote tweets his own thing. It's not a mystery movie like Knives Out. Okay. It's a secret movie since I wasn't able to ascertain what it actually is. I changed the headline of the piece in case it's confusing. People are like, oh my god, there's a Fast and Furious mystery. She's like, no, man, like it's just an unknown. Which would be fucking sick if there yeah. was like a murder mystery clue version of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yep. These are two things. I don't know where else to talk about these, but. Okay. These are things that I have thoughts about because we were talking with Zachy about how this movie could end, how the franchise could end, right? Yes. And I had this idea, and I said this to you on Facebook, and you're like, this is so good. It ends with Dom's funeral. Dom, Because Zachy was like, I think Dom sacrifices himself for, like, we agree, like, we think yeah, he's going to die. Yeah, I agree. That's the I way he think it ends it. with Dom's funeral, you know, a la the Robert Downey, like, the I love you 3001 or whatever, right? Like, I'm Iron Man, but I'm more beloved than Iron Man, whatever. Yes. But then in the background, we see a Charger roar its engine. We cut to black. It's like, Dom's not actually dead, but, like, he's dead. But he's not dead, but he's dead. Okay. I also had an idea... I want your take on this. If there's only one more movie, what if instead of calling it Fast 10 Part 2 or Fast 11, and I, they can't do this because they've already done both variations, but like they could just call it again the Fast and the Furious. They should. Right? That's, it's such a ridiculously beautiful idea to have three movies essentially titled the exact same thing in the same franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think it would extra fuck with us. So if you if you guys are listening, please please call the last movie The Fast and the Furious just so it makes it very confusing to talk about these movies amongst all fans, but specifically us. Scream, when they rebooted Scream, not even rebooted because it's the same thing, they just called it Scream. Yeah. But then everywhere people wrote about it, they had to be like Scream parentheses 2022. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it's The Fast and the Furious parentheses 2025. That would be good. You add more numbers into it. Yeah. They would like that, I think. It also is, it like, to your point, it fucks with the naming convention in a way that, like, we haven't done in a while. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. Well, we kind of have Fast 9, the Fast Saga, whatever. But at the same time, X. But I think that this is, like, a fun, it's another wrinkle yeah. that they could add yeah. that would be a nice, I, th- I think it would be a really nice touch. I do. I like it. I mean... It's super dumb, which is why I like it. Yes, same. But ultimately, the best. I think that's all the news. I might have missed stuff. It's, oh, also Dwayne Johnson is now a board member of WWE Parent TKO Group. And that he just also happened. has yeah. full ownership of the Rock trademark. So, shout out to him. Yeah, I saw, I saw those two things. I wonder what he's going to do with WWE. I guess they just brought him in because Vince McMahon is in trouble again. <laughs> you live fast, die young. We have a beautiful looking corpse. <laughs> I mean, he's old as shit, but sure, yeah. Any other news that you've seen about anything in the franchise? Uh, no, I'm excited for the Super Bowl because we might get some cameos in the commercials now that you brought that up Ooh. with Jordana Brewster. We, we're definitely going to probably see The Rock there pitching the XFL. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to see one of our cast members in a commercial. I was watching the Today Show this morning, and... um in spite of all of their Taylor Swift coverage, which they must do every morning for me, they were talking about which, like what commercials they're going to be this year. And a lot of companies are like, 
pulling out of Super Bowl commercials. Like, there's not going to be a Ford one this year, but there's going to be, like, a very exciting DoorDash one. So, like, I'm I'm curious now. Interesting. It seems like it seems like we're going to take a weird, t- like, turn here. Oh, that's what it was, Joey, which is part of my giant conspiracy, is that they, they were talking about Taylor Swift, and they were saying that the commercials this year are going to be geared towards teen girls, knowing that teen girls are mm. watching the Super Bowl for Taylor Swift. So, like, we're probably going to get a Stanley Cups commercial, something dumb. It'll be interesting to watch. Cool. Joe, a very important question for you. Is Dwayne Johnson in... The integral? I love that word. I'm so glad I'm you read that word. Is Dwayne Johnson in Fast 11 too? Is Dwayne Johnson in the integral? No. Can you just say, is Dwayne Johnson integral? Because it kind of sounds like integral. Mm, is Dwayne Johnson integral? He's integral. I, I don't I don't want to. This is my like OCD. I don't want to change the way that we're doing this, but like the, this name the name of this episode should be the Interquel. But we have to. It's Rome, it's Roman. It holiday. should be. Can we please call it the Interquel? Romans holiday I like or I, colon the Interquel. That's that's much better. Okay, thank you. Plus, yes. it's more complicated. It's more confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You have to listen to the episode. Romans holiday the Interquel. <laughs> Romans holiday or the Interquel. Okay. No, not or, but just colon. The intercool. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. Semicolon. The intercool. No colon. Colon? Okay. I mean, it could be. A semicolon would also, like, be grammatically correct. It would mean something completely different, but, like, it could also work. Yeah. Anyway. Next up, episode four of Icons on Earth. Title, A Heist. A Heist? Question mark. A Heist? So who's our sponsor? This episode of Icons on Earth is brought to you by You Dig New York. Safe digging starts here. Shout out to You Dig New York. Universal breaks the mold in Fast Five with bigger and better stunts, international locations, and one of Hollywood's biggest stars. Would the franchise's new direction pay off? Spoiler, yep. Off the rip, based on what you said, one of the coolest things I learned this episode was Vin Diesel pretty much just tweeting, hey, who should be in the Fast and the Furious? It was Facebook, but yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On Facebook, and somebody being like, The Rock, and he's like, sounds good. Yep. And like, that's how The Rock is in these movies. Because we always say that like... They're listening to the fans. Yeah, like Vin and Justin Lin were always like the most fan-friendly creators we've ever seen, and that just firmly puts the stamp in that category. So this episode, I was kind of like, the first episode of the show was really, really good. And then with each episode that goes on, I'm just like, mm. and this one. It seems like there's kind of filler sometimes. Well, because like, it. it's, it's, it's to the point where just like, these movies are successful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. this movie doesn't seem like, this episode in particular about Fast Five doesn't seem to be about like, drama or like whatever with fast five it just like it was just like the production of fast it's five. like it was essentially a guy like, who they hired in brazil to like who knows who like bribed officials and like they interview him for like three minutes i'm like we don't need this there were some cool things that i learned but yes i agree with you this was a lot of like this could have been a dvd extra on fast five yep. you know what i mean like this could have been like a con- like a background like make behind the scenes i think it's very funny that this episode starts with like for the first time ever they're planning more than one movie ahead. It's just like, you should. I did find this very funny, too. I have that in my notes. Yeah, they're like, 
yeah, they're like, you know what? For the first time, we thought maybe there might be more than one of these. We might have two coming up, so we should probably write a story that doesn't like end immediately. This is kind of the like this. This series makes it seem like Icons on Earth makes Fast and Furious feel like the little franchise that could, because at the end they're like, when they have such rave test reviews and has such a huge box office, blah blah blah. We'll get there. They're like, oh, we find like Universal finally realized they might have a franchise, which is a very weird thing to say considering this is the fifth movie. And it's like, yeah, but like the first one's not intended to be a franchise. The second one, the star of the movie is like, I don't want to do that. Third one's yes. supposed to be like a straight to DVD one. And then the yes. fourth one's just like, do people still care about this? So like we've talked about this a lot, obviously, but it's just it's wild to be like, we put out five movies and finally Universal's like, there might be money in these. It's like yeah. you've made five <laughs> movies yeah and a billion dollars already yeah yeah i found it interesting chris morgan again this is kind of funny where it's like all these people are like artists of the highest caliber they're like this is the godfather this is like our kurosawa just like this is gonna be our butch cassie and sundance kid i'm just like okay so just a heist movie like is that that's just what you're <laughs> yes yeah that's exactly what he did i i did really appreciate that that was the inspiration for five and he's like yeah, we're going to do a train and we're going to do the thing. So there is, I learned, another timeline shift that wasn't actually in movies, but it was supposed to be. But they were like, originally, yes, the opening to this movie was going to take place before Tokyo Drift. Then the credits then happen. The rest is after Tokyo Drift. And then when Fast Five comes out, they're like, oh, I guess that doesn't work. So. It was all after Tokyo Drift? Or before Tokyo Drift, I guess? Yes, yeah. And the the guy at the end, when they're, like, talking about, like, them straight up copying Marvel's, like, credit scene. Yes, yes, yes. And they're, like, when they do the Letty reveal, the guy says, quote, It felt a little disrespectful to what we did in the fourth movie. And there's, like, a long pause. He's, like, but also kind of exciting. But yeah. just, like, all these people are just, like... We're trying to tell stories. Like none of these future movies respect what we're doing here. It's, it's funny to nope. see these people just be like, "Kind of sucks." But in the same sense, like they're gonna make a billion of these movies, and you might not be here next time, bud. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. We're making more of these. Mm -hmm. Get on the train or get off of it. I respect it. Vin's like, I'm driving this ship. I make the decisions. Deal. I don't care about your little story that you told in my movie. Yep. Uh, Han is cool. He's back. Uh -huh. Always choose cool. Yep. Speaking of always choosing cool, it felt very on brand for they were like, we got everybody back, but one of them was hard to find. And it was Tyrese was like, hey, I was a star of two. I'm not going to be a supporting character. They're like, shut up. Yes, you are. He's like, all right. And he's like, I met Vin. And what does he call him? Do you remember what he I says? I don't remember. He says, when I met Vin. I knew he was an alpha. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, of course you would say that, mm -hmm. you dumb fuck. <laughs> My favorite moment this episode, aside from maybe the Facebook post. Okay. Was the way they describe Hobbs. And they're like, this is like an all-time great character introduction. I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's it's a totally normal, like, you're a military man. Like, it's a tough... No, yeah, yeah. They made it to, out to be, like, this is, like, the biggest reveal you've ever seen. And it's like, no. It's just, like... I mean, it's a cool it's a cool intro. We like Thunderwear. We, yep. we, we like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. But I don't think that this was a monument... They, they sell it as more monumental right. like, than it This is, like, is. one of the finest examples of a character introduction in the history of cinema. Just, like, no, he's a tough, cool guy who, like, doesn't take shit. Like, it's, a, it's an appropriate intro, but it's not, like, a legendary intro. Yeah, I don't think so either. 
they were describing Hobbes and they're like, traditionally, you know, the villain, like the cops were like these like, you know, very words, wordsmithy, like, you know, calling people by their last names or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they have Bilkin say a quote. So to me, this episode is basically saying they had Bilkins and now they have Hobbes. But I've never thought about like Hobbes as a replacement for Bilkins. And it is. But the show is like, oh no, Hobbes replaced Bilkins. Yeah. Which tells I mean, me when Hobbes left the franchise, when The Rock was like, fuck Vin Diesel, we should have gotten they Bilkins brought back. back Bilkins. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I didn't think about that one, but you're right. But it's just like, in in no version of the world, like I, we love Tom Barry. Please be on the show. We love him. Like he's so good he's in all these like, you know, interviews Segments. he's doing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But in no version of the world, I don't even think he would be like, oh, you know, like I, I'm the same kind of character as Hobbes. Like, because Tom Barry, like, Bilkins is not like the antagonist. He's just a guy. No, he's just a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're it like, pushes the story. This along. is how all the cops used to be. And now this is how the cops are. But I'm like, mm, I see what you're saying. But also, it sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. I like this um, guy that they were talking about that was like running the stunts. Yeah. Spiro. Mm-hmm. Did you see all the other movies that this guy has done? Yeah. It's like a it's like a too fast pit stop mm-hmm. hit list. It was so many of them. Midnight Run, Back to the Future, Herbie Fully Loaded, Face Off for You. Mm-hmm. Like this guy has done like all of these fucking movies. They were just like rapid firing shit. And I was like, oh my God, all of these. Well, it feels like and I I knew this to be true, but it feels like this also hammers home that like in Hollywood and like when you're on production, like whatever the job is, like if you work with somebody you trust them to not fuck up, they just bring you back. Yes, exactly. And like Justin Lin's like, oh yeah, I, I worked him on this movie. He's good. They just like brought him in. They're like, why is he on this movie? Oh, because he worked with him on Better Luck Tomorrow. He worked him on the Tokyo Drift or whatever. Just like he's just back because he he was like pre Yeah, like I had a dude that did the thing that I wanted. Yep. I trust him. I'll get him to do it again. Like Mark talks about that a lot. Like when he does like, I don't, I don't know if he still does it, but like he would do like work on like movies shooting in Atlanta. And he's just like, being a guy that they know is like is not going to fuck things up. Like you can be in charge of things. Yes. Like they just call you back because they know that like it's hard to find like you know kind of temp talent or whatever. Like you know, yes. Mark's teacher, but like in between or whatever, they're like, oh no, we just we know that you are like good at what you do, competent, mm-hmm. like a competent. Per- yep. Hey man, at this point in my life, competency is all I ask. It's so for. hard to find. I'm sh- I know you and I talk about this a lot behind the scenes, but competency is very, very, very good. I was surprised in this episode that this makes it seem like Vin and The Rock hated each other back here. I don't really get that. I I think it, it I think they were saying that it was like it was an ego shot sure, or sure, sure. A, a question to Vin because The Rock is so imposing and like they all kind of allude to the fact that like The Rock would beat the shit out of Vin Diesel. But, like, they have to kind of play it in a certain way for right. the movie. Because, like, they, the quote was, like, I think The Rock could beat the shit out of Vin Diesel, but, like, Hobbs cannot beat Dom. Right. Which is true. Right. So then they, they start talking about Five. They start talking about the tank. Uh, the tank. Or, sorry. The, well, they also, the just very quickly, before we get off there, go they ahead, also compare ahead. Vin and The Rock to Stallone versus Schwarzenegger. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it, it's kind of, like, sort of, but it's, like, not really. Like, this is close. I'm like, mm. Like, I love them, but, like, it's not, like, the biggest action stars of all time. It's, like, two big action stars. 
I think modern wise, I see it. It's it's. It, I, what other parallel would you make? Like you can't. It's. I think it's pretty. Yeah. Good. No, I think it's fine. But I'm just like. It's just. I guess because they also make the point in this thing that like, The Rock wasn't an actor. The Rock was a yes. wrestler. Yes. Like this would be like Stallone versus like. Stone Hulk Hogan Cold. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, 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 yes, he yes, yes. In, in Rocky Hulk Three. Hogan. Or Rocky, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like that kind of thing. It's like two titans of their craft, but different crafts. Yes, understood. But, yeah. Okay, you were saying. So we, they, they start going through the, the making of the, the safe drag scene yep. and, like, all of the things, and they show that they constructed a box around a truck. Yep. You know, how somebody that so they, that somebody could drive the safe. Correct, yeah. And they say, like, oh, you know, like the the best stunt driver that we ever had was this guy, and he still bitches that it was so hot in Puerto Rico mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this truck that day. He starts going, and as someone that works in a lab, he's like, So it was very hot in the truck, so we started filling oh. it with dry ice. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh no, I know exactly what's gonna happen. And he's like yeah, the dude passed out because, uh, yeah, it's it's CO2. It's carbon dioxide. We're not going to – he's just he's just going to pass out. <laughs> and I was like, nobody on the set took, like, the most basic chemistry ever to be like, this isn't a good idea. Let's not do that one. No. You know, like, for all the options you but could again, do – But again, to what you keep saying, you keep quoting between whatever and cool, choose cool. They're like, you know what's really fucking cool? Dry ice. But, like, where did they even get a bunch of dry ice in Puerto Rico? And they were like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, we have all this dry ice. Cool. Dump that into the – what? Why? I don't know. Makes no sense. I will – the other – my only other note, I think, for this episode is they're talking about – again, they were talking about, like, in the Tokyo Drift one about how they made the drifting sounds. But here they were talking about how, like, drawing inspiration or whatever, like, making sounds in this movie, too. Like, the safe yes. being dragged around or whatever. And I'm sure you've seen on Twitter, it's an account that I love. He's been going crazy lately, but art, but make it sports, where it just like, it's a, it's a photo of a sports thing happening. And then this guy, and they've interviewed him, and it's just like, he's not using AI, he's not looking things up. It's and it's like paintings all in his memory. that look yeah. just like it. Yeah. And he just like tweets them side by side, and it's amazing. It's it's so, so good. But this sound editor kind of did that here, too, because he's just like, I was looking for the sound, and I couldn't find the sound, and I went home, and I'm like, wait a minute. The snowplows in Rochester have a certain sound. Yeah. And he's like, I got it. But it's just like, to me, it's just like these guys who have like this catalog of gift. Like useless this gift, shit, but like figure yes. out a way to do with it, something to do with it. Yes. Amazing. It's incredible. Um, I think I have like two more things that I really liked in this episode. Yep. Um, like they bring in this woman editor that they're talking about and they're like, what kind of scenes did you yep. like get to edit? And she's like, like one of the main she's like well in this movie one of the scenes i got to edit was um like there were a lot more like heartfelt yeah. touching scenes and they cut immediately to i remember everything about but my father but not that line it's that scene but not the line they don't put the line in there no he says it no he's like my father oh yeah he says my father cuz like later one. at okay, the yes. end like when he he finishes You're right, yes, yes, yes. it but like i was just like but he says we get one father one in this episodes yeah and then lastly the thing that I liked about this episode. One last Tyrese quote, mm. which is when he's talking about that, you know, he shot the whole movie and said, this is lame. I sound corny. I need to change all of my lines. And Justin Lin goes, okay. And he, and the quote was, 
ultimately, I tend to work my way into making things better. Sure. Like, Tyrese patting himself on the back for making Fast Five a great movie because he wanted to to use more authentic lines for his character in Fast Five sounds right about, like, something Tyrese would do. Like, I think what's good about or interesting or whatever about, like, worthwhile about watching the show, even though I, I like sort of each episode less, is that it does one of two things. It either, like... Shows me more Tyrese. Well, well, it either, like, shows us something that we never knew before or confirms something we already knew was true. It's like, Tyrese is insane. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. They're yes. making up as they go along. Pretty much. Vin, Vin just pulls the, the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pulls the audience for things that he wants. Yes, I agree. We're getting many confirmations here that we can use as facts whenever we have debates with someone later. That will be like, do you think, like, you know, like, they, no, they have this plan. Yep. And we're like, actually, they probably don't. They don't really. Seems like every single person that works on these movies is like, yeah, we didn't know what the fuck was happening. Yep. And we changed a bunch of shit at the end, and that's what we got. So the next episode of Icons, Icons Unearthed is about six and seven. It's, I guess, mostly about seven. They might gloss over six because it's about Paul dying. It's called, yeah, it's called something about, like, what is it, like, losing someone or death? It or is something. called it's a death the title. in the family. A death in the family, yeah. The, yeah, that's what the title was. I but saw the, that, so, yeah, so. The, the next two seem to both be about like moving on from Paul. It's like the next one is about Paul dying. And then the next one is like the the, fi- the finale of the sixth episode is like where they go from there. And also the Vin versus the rock feud. So makes sense. Joe, as I mentioned before, we have a Patreon page too fast to forever.com. Thank you to everybody who supports your names. I said those before it didn't amount of order because I was mixing things up. We also, so if you, okay, we're in the middle of, a long stretch of bonus episodes after this episode we just had come out broken arrow yes the next episode our patrons is going to get are going to get is pacific rim which is very mm. exciting but that is two of at least six weeks in a row of getting a bonus episode on monday morning so too fast too forever.com even a dollar a month gets you in the door we're up to 52 one fifty-two. Two. we just recorded our 52nd which is gonna be the one after pacific rim Ooh. 52 episodes that will never be in the main feed. So if you want even more of this dumb, dumb show, too fast, too forever.com. After dark. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. Joe, we have a handful of things to read. So first off. Oh, yes. Cool. Which post was this? So Patreon does not. So Passenger 57, Jerry yes. Robinson commented, I've been waiting on you guys to cover this movie. One of my top five of all time. So Jerry, I hope we... Did it justice I hope we did it justice. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, brother. I liked it. Randy Carter. <laughs> yeah? I forgot about this. So on the F9 Lap 13 episode, he yes. comments, because again, we were like, Randy, you're crazy. Yeah. He also joined the Discord, and the Discord is like, Randy, you're crazy. Yeah, which which is very insane to think that, that like, usually... Hey, you've heard it. Mm-hmm. Every single poll Joey puts out on the Patreon is a tie, mm-hmm. and and unanimously everybody told Randy, "You're crazy. This is an insane. This is an insane situation." So Randy Randy comments on the episode. And he just he just says, "You only have to ignore one line of dialogue for 1989 to make sense. Not a million things, as you allude to. I will die on this hill." So I commented. He came in the Discord and 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 defended himself again. Yes, but I replied back, "We'll see you in hell." <laughs> <laughs> and then he commented back saying i'll keep a light on for you perfect i like that you're a good sport randy thank you you know this is obviously all out of love we then did the christmas chronicles part two aaron willosen commented on that saying these two movies have become, become some of my go-to fun movies for the holidays well 
Cool. Very happy about that. They're fun. They are fun. We made a sale. Someone bought a Brian Super shirt. So someone out there who's listening to this, because again, you're not buying the shirt if you don't listen to the show. Bought yes. the shirt. Let us know who you are. Yeah, thanks. Right in. Um, Alex Ellen writes in a quick there's a couple longer ones I'm saving for a little bit. He says, Podcast rec. I know it's been mentioned in the Discord, but I'm making a recommendation for a podcast car stories with Sung Kang and Amelia Hartford. Specifically yes. the first episode with Peter Brown who was the sound guy for the Fast films all the way back to Tokyo Drift. He talks about the process for collecting sounds of engines and balancing them and brings clips you can pinpoint in the movies. Pretty cool. I wonder if that's the guy they interview in Icons. It is. It is. It is cool. Yeah. Mike Gallier comments on his Patreon bonus episode pick of Broken Arrow saying, yes, been looking forward to this. So, Mike, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for supporting us too, bud. Appreciate you. Jeff. Oh. Mystery solved. Jeff writes in. Jeff C. writes in. I'm still here. Hello again. Wanted to write in now after completing my second lap. I did an updated ranking. So we have okay. Jeff's Oh, shout out Jeff. What's rankings. up, Jeff? There are 11 movies on his ranking. So I'm going to clear. Okay, let's see here. So from the bottom up, in last place, he has The Fate okay. of the Furious. Okay. Which was 10th, so it fell one. Okay. In 10th now is Fast 9, F9, which was 9th. Okay. In 9th place, Tokyo Drift went, ah. went up 2, though. It's on the rise. Okay. Okay. Number 8 is Furious 7, which was okay. the same place. Yeah. Number 7 was Fast 10, which fell 2 spots from 5 to 7. I like Fast 10. Yeah. Also, speaking of Reaction Rocket earlier, Reaction Rocket put out a poll, F9 or Fast 10, pick, make your pick, and like... Fast 10 won like three to Resoundingly. one. Resoundingly. Resounding. I voted, yeah, Fast 10 for me always. Yep. Jeff's number six is Too Fast, Too Furious. One up number one. One up one, okay. one ranking. Number okay. five is Fast and Furious number four, which fell two places. Okay. Number four, as it was last time, was the Fast and the Furious. Okay. Moving up three spots from six to three, Hobbs and Shaw. Wow. Big jump. And then flip-flopping... At the top, he formerly had Fast Five in second place. Fast Five up to number one, and six went from one to two. But those two are still his top two. One and two, Fast Five, and Fast and Furious Six. There you go. Jeff says, have you seen D and Diesel? It's a half hour of Vin playing Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube. I think Wes sent us to this a while ago. I, I watched part of it. I don't remember, but it was a long time ago at this point. But yes, I do remember this. He says, I also have a theory. The head of Etion is Mitch Wilkinson, Ed Harris's character from National Treasure 2. He made off mm. of some gold, but he wasn't content with simply being rich. He wants to live forever and rule the world, so why not invest in cyborg tech? It's logical enough, and I don't expect either franchise is going to offer a real answer, so why not? Also, Ben Gates's mom is Queenie Shaw's identical cousin, See Everything Fits. I love this idea because it opens up the possibility of Nicolas Cage being the franchise. As uh, Ben Gates. Take it. Take it. Yeah. And he says, Jeff, P.S., I bought a t-shirt. So that's the, that's the shirt. That was a Thank shirt. you, Jeff, Thank for you, Jeff. writing in and telling us you bought a t-shirt. Appreciate so like, Why won't these people tell us? Oh. Jeff did. did. He already did. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We have two longer emails. One from... Ooh. Ooh. I thought that was Alex Ellen. But hold on. We'll get there. First up from Aaron Willows in subject line, Fastiverse. Expanded? Question mark. Okay. Hey, family. Aaron. 
Small hiatus. Life happens. Just spent the last five days completely catching up on everything you put out since before Halloween. Whoa. What did you do? Nothing but listen to Fast and Nothing but Time Fast for five days. I I'm so sorry. Although if it was Halloween to to New Year's, that's like eight or nine episodes. They're only about an hour long each. We didn't do a lot of bonus episodes. Like it's not great. I mean, it's a lot. It's still a lot, but it's not like it's too much. I don't want to listen to myself that long. Also, as a brand new user of Discord, I think it's very cool we get to interact with you guys. Mm-hmm. Feels neat to have Thank that kind you. of access to you both and the other patrons. Well, glad you enjoy. Family. Family, bro. Family. All here. Did you see Did you see T- uh, Tara make the fucking Rice Krispie treats the yeah, other day? Yeah, it's amazing. I was like, this is incredible. Thank you so much for just peeking inside my weird brain. My dessert recommendations, I think, are on point. You remember the so first time you met Larson, her. you went to my going away party, you brought those, and everybody's just like, they're Wait, you can make Rice Krispie treats with other cereal? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Captain Crunch and Fruity Pebbles or what tricks, whatever you want, mm-hmm. is Fruit Loops. Is That's the t- – well, I don't think Fruit Loops would be very conducive. I don't like the shape of them. That's so why I was saying tricks, oh, Fruity Pebbles, something that – like the loop, I don't – it would work, but I wouldn't find it as enjoyable. Same deal, though. Go ahead. Anyway, Aaron writes, I've been thinking a lot about the Fastiverse expanding with prequels or a reboot. I apologize if you guys already okay. spoke about this. I mean, we always, we always do, but it's 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 always good to bring it back up. Tell us your ideas. Let's know. First thought, I'd really enjoy a prequel about the younger characters from my automo- and from my automotive enthusiast point of view. I'd love to see, feel, and experience the events that lead up to the OG. Mia tells Brian Dama's gravity and the team all kind of showed up and never left. So how'd they show up? Why? How'd they get their start with the semi-truck heists? How did Dom build his street racer reputation? Could we see a prequel to young Brian and a young Roman? How their friendship began? How it frayed? How it led to I the would events fucking mentioned love this. in Too Fast, Too Furious? And the, so this is kind of like an expanded flashback sequence. But also, I think that this would be really, really, really cool, mainly because it would likely be a high school movie. Mm. High school musical? No, high school slumber party. This sounds like, again, not to completely blatantly rip off Marvel, but also to completely blatantly rip off Marvel. This, Which they seem to admit to doing today on the Icons on Earth episode. This yeah. sounds like like one-shots, like single standalone stories, or like a what-if, but not a what-if. Like, it's it's what-if, but not what-if, right? It's like... I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's I get what you're like, saying, though. Like, I don't think a mo- I think it's honestly... like Again, we always need a fucking miniseries. I'm with you. Right. Right? But, like, it's like a... But, like, not like an ongoing series. It's just, like... A one, one to two se- minute things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like 10 episodes and like that's yep. it. There you go. But yeah. He says, I don't see movies working the scenario. Oh, I don't see movies working the scenario because they've gotten so big in Blockbuster. I think a well-written series could work. It was the young Don romance, team doing yep. their first job, team taking over the street racer scene, more of what made the family a family. It's the pure gearhead in me that wants more of what made me love the franchise. The first movie was so iconic. It meant so much to a whole generation of enthusiasts. That's another thing from the... Icons on Earth episode we didn't like, talk about. Yeah. Like, There's no racing in They this did movie. the screening. They were so they worried. They did screening. And everybody's just like, and no, one... we love this movie. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, but they were like, we did the screening, and somebody in the screening was like, there's no car races in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else was like, it's fucking sick, though. And they're like, okay, cool. Secondly, Aaron writes, if this is truly the end of the franchise, at what point do we think Universal goes back to the well for more? 
Cast isn't getting any younger, and I don't think we'll see the same cast in a reboot in like 20 years. When and how do you think the franchise will get rebooted, if ever, and not in a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff sense, a legit reboot? Happy New Year, guys. 2024 is going to be good. Thank you, Aaron. I think you, I think it's a decade. I think a decade is the limit, and I think that they absolutely we will reboot it. Every movie gets remade again, and I think if you give them a decade, they'll start the franchise over from scratch. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, they just scrap it. It's going to be an easy cash grab for us, and they can make 10 more of them if they want to. We've done this with James Bond. We've done this with everything. I swear to God, if they they, are, they already took our logo for the opening of Fast Town with Baby B drifting, but if the yes. poster for the reboot is a tire skid mark of an infinity symbol, it'd be incredible. Get the fuck out of here. But we could sue them for a lot of money. Joe, our last email, I thought it was from Alex Ellenin, but it's from Alex Walsh. Hello from the archives. Hello, Joe and Joey, new listener here. Well, hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the family. I also don't know if Alex is a guy or a girl, so we'll have to figure, whatever. Alex can go either way. Yep. I heard about the podcast when you had Heather Antos on. Oh, got a Heather fan. Okay. Possibly. But I had a bit of pod backlog at the time, so it wasn't until a few months later I started going through your back catalog. Anyway, I'm now in late of June 2020, and I decided that if I save up all my notes till I actually catch up, the resulting email will be far too insane to actually read. Well, you're far enough that you've already read Wes' emails, so, like, nothing can be too insane for us to read. You know? Yeah. Poor Wes. Exactly. Wes doesn't doesn't need to catch a straight bolt in this, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's fun, though. I like it. Given that I've already listened to almost three years' worth of episodes and I'm choosing to vicariously relive the COVID era, it probably goes without saying that I dig what you're doing so I won't gush too much. Time for notes on what's recent to me but ancient history for you. Okay. Lap 5, Driving School with Kara, Tokyo Drift. Joey questioned whether catching him after an accident in a crowded area of Tokyo was really the most efficient way Shaw could have planned his killing of Han. My headcanon here is that it's like the killing of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. The initial plot for the assassination Whoa. fell through, Whoa. and Gavrilo Princip moved to a second ro- location that wasn't even actually on the Archduke's route. But his driver took a wrong turn, the car stalled out directly in front of him. I think Shaw intended to kill Han at the garage, but DK got there first. Uh, they all took off. Then he was just enjoying his night when a car flipped over in front of him, and they got to make a badass call to Dom. Makes sense. Cool. I, that, I like that. That's fair. Pretty yeah. cool. Good job, Alex. And nice history tidbit in there, too. Thank you. You are too smart to be a resident historian, Alex. Whatever. Ooh. Yeah. I saw a word in here that's going to catch your eye. Lap six. Okay. I don't remember which episode exactly, but Joe 2 was flying back from California or Hawaii pretty much immediately before COVID, passed through Northwest Arkansas Airport. Okay, yeah. I've got two connections here. First, I was also at that airport during my last travel before the plague. Second, I now live there. I work for a food manufacturer, and everyone's biggest customer, Walmart, is based in Bentonville. The Walton family basically built the national airport so their vendors would fly in and out. In 2020, I was working for the Giant Eagle team and had to go down there for training, so I might have been flying back to Pittsburgh Ah! the same time Joe was waiting for a plane back to Connecticut. Now, I'm actually on the Walmart team, so I live down here, but I've adopted your term, the Cracker Barrel of Airports, to describe our little hub. (laughs) I don't remember. I forgot that I said that. Anything about I remember being in that airport. I don't remember talking about it, but that's really, really funny. And Giant Eagle and Pittsburgh. Okay, I can see why you're you're a butt, Alex. I get it. Lap seven. 
In the Blues Brothers episode, Justin Kleiman mentioned he had mostly watched the movie in the TV edit version, and I maintain this is one of the few instances where the TV edit legitimately improves a line, and not like the Lebowski where Stranger in the Alps is just absurdly funny. Wait, do you know Do you know that that edit for Lebowski? I don't, because I've only seen it when I've watched it, and uh, like, I mean, I guess I've watched it on Comedy Central, but I've never picked up on so it. So there's an edit where it. John Goodman says to Steve Buscemi, that's what happened when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Donnie, right? Okay, yes, yes. On TV, they change it to, that's what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps, Donnie. Okay. Phoebe Bridgers' first album is called Stranger in the Alps. Ah, which is okay. Very I funny. like that. Very funny. Very so funny. So I didn't know well about played. the edit until that. I'm like, what the f- What does this title mean? And I'm, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense. Okay. He says in Blues Brothers, when Elwood reveals he hasn't actually kept in touch with the band, he tells Jake, quote, I took the liberty of bullshitting you. The edit replaces it with bamboozling. You haven't lived until you heard Dan Aykroyd guiltily deliver the phrase, I took the liberty of bamboozling you. I, I use the word bamboozle all the time. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite parlance. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I love bam- like bamboozled again. I use it all the time. As I go through, Alex writes, I'll try to keep my commentary to one note per lap. You don't have to do that. But I will have a separate list of things. You can do things. whatever you feel also, like. Also, he's not going to get here. Also, Alex is not going to get here possibly for years. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much. Possibly. Like getting to lap yeah. seven is... Like that's only half laps ago, but that's like the easy half. Yeah, th- that's the that's the first half of the marathon. You're doing good. Although not like you know, you're in the COVID era. You are in the gauntlet. Two a week. Yeah, they, this is this is two it. two hour episodes a week. This is the big push. Um, now there are hour long episodes. Like it's easy to blow through now. Yeah, exactly. But there's also you know, with the Patreon episodes, there's like four hundred. There's there's a lot to listen to. There is. You'll be good for a while. I'll have a separate list of things Joe mentions that give me the warm fuzzies as a former fellow former Pittsburgh resident. So far, I've got Ohio Valley-style pizza, the cold cheese thrown on hot pizza, and the janky-ass but legendary fake Southside Burger King. Oh, man. The Southside, the, the, the Southside Burger King was... Okay, so there's there's a Twitter account called Pittsburgh Police Scanner. Mm-hmm. And and just the other day, it was... It was like, it, it's always, like, reported, right? It's like... Uh, man in Southside at Burger King, and then in parentheses they wrote, "Yes, that Burger King," like because they like knew that everybody knows, and I think that they like got naked and yelled about their food or something. Sweet. It was I don't know, it was something insane, Sweet. but yes, the the legendary the fake Burger King is so incredible. Oh, I wish you guys could have experienced it. It it just like it, it's mind boggling to me. Alex says, a lot of the emails I'm hearing now end with stay sanitized, so I guess I'll bring that back for current listeners, Alex. Well, thank you, Alex, and welcome to the family. Thank you for writing in. That's awesome, Alex. Good to hear from you. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, we will read it on the next fast lane. There is, look, I'm going to apologize to future us. There's going to be another week in between these. We're not doing the next one of these for four weeks because we got Ferrari as a bonus episode in there. That's cool though. I want to watch Friday. But there's going to be an extra week between news, so hopefully there's not insane news. Or maybe I mean, hopefully there aren't. There is news. You know, there's so many possible movies out there. We're gonna find out what's going on. I agree. None of them happening this year. Nope. Oh, also, if you've not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do that. It helps. Yeah, please. Thanks. I mean, it's probably too late in the game to do that now, but like, it helps. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. But Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to basically in the last month? Oh, uh, 
watching some football things, mm-hmm. so doing a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel and I have been trying to like catch up slash blow through shows, but I did see an Oscar movie because Oscar noms have come out. So I'm going to start going through my list. And um, this week I went to go see American Fiction. Have you seen it yet? I saw it in theaters as well. Nice. What did you think about it? I thought it was a very nice, pleasant movie. I thought it was well acted and well written. And I also think it's kind of insane that it was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, really? I thought it was really funny. I I found it very funny and enjoyable. You're right. It's probably kind of insane that it's, it's... Nominated for Best Picture. Like, but I don't at think the same it's bad time, at like, all. I just think that like no. this is like they're saying this is one of the ten best movies of the year, and it's like it's good. Yeah, I like it. Everybody's good in yeah, it. It's fun. I think it's it's very well written. I think it's very enjoyable. I think it's very funny. I also think it's very sad at times. Um, but I don't think it's one of the test, ten best movies of the year. We we were convinced in the theater that you would hate this movie. Why? I don't know. It just feels like a movie that Joey would hate. No, I liked it a lot. There was nothing about it that Good. I didn't like. Okay. It was just stuff that I was just like, because mm. I think that the trailer also sells it as this is all about him writing a book. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. That's an interesting thing. I don't watch trailers, but I also like haven't been like looking away from trailers. Like I'll just sort of like half soak them in. And sure. so the whole trailer for this movie sells it as this guy, guy writes, writes high level books. No one wants to buy them. He writes like a fake bullshit book that like based on the one that Issa Rae writes and people go crazy for it. Okay. And that's what the whole trailer is about. And the yeah. trailer is very funny. Yes. The movie is like 40% that. It's like 60 okay. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 60% relationship like family drama. Yes, 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 that's yes. Not I actually really like the relationship yeah. dynamics. Who we could spend like very good part 40 of minutes talking about this movie. And they love they're like this might be the best depiction of like siblings in a movie ever. Yes, I agree. I think so a lot. Cuz they were like, I, like every movie either makes it so simple or so like they're either like love or hate and like, this is like they both at the same time like it's complex in a way that feels yes, real. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I that's I I agree that's the perfect way to put it in the greatest sentiment of it. So how many of the 10 best picture have you seen? You saw oh, Barbenheimer. It's not many. Yeah, Barbenheimer is not many. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to start cranking now. It's go time. Yeah, you have like a month. Yeah, exactly. I'll get them done. Um, But other than that, nothing super crazy. That I, like, you always put me on the spot. I can never remember what I did in a month. You start talking, and I'll throw in my stuff as I go. I go always ahead. put you on the spot for a segment we do in literally every one of these episodes. I know. I know. But like, it, but now you put it at the end. Like At least when it was at the beginning, oh I could tell God. you, like, okay, I'm going in. I'm going to do the thing. And Oh, my God. Nope. This guy. Yep. Go ahead. Continue. I'll, I'll interject my fun times as you go. I went to CES, which was exhausting, but it was cool. There was not a super ton of stuff that out there that was very cool. But while I was in Las Vegas, I went to the Sphere. That's very cool, dude. Tell me all about it, because we haven't really talked about it the yet. Sphere Tell me all about is, the Sphere. If you don't know what it is, it's a giant sphere-shaped building that is inside, has a massive, sort of like an IMAX in the round screen. Yeah, we had we at the in the in Pittsburgh in the Science Center, we had the Omnimax, the Omnimax theater, and it was a, it was a curved. Mm-hmm. Sc- it was like a it was essentially half of a sphere that went around you. So you two, I think, opened it. They done concerts like they play there. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. like background visuals. I think the NHL is doing their draft there, which is kind of cool. Are they? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. There's other stuff, but what we saw was Darren Aronofsky, who directed Mother and Pie and Requiem for a Dream and Noah and a bunch of movies, made this thing called Postcards from Earth. And it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's 50 minutes long, so it's just under an hour. And it's yeah. basically the 
best version ever made of a Blu-ray demo disc. The story is a very on-the-nose sci-fi story about how humans are ruining Earth, and it's about two astronauts going to another planet to, like, restart civilization because, like, we fucked everything up, but, like, isn't Earth beautiful? And it's, like, very corny, very on-the-nose. And it starts with, like, maybe 10 minutes of just them, like, getting woken up by the computer on board, right? Like, they're, like, coming to, and, like, the water from their thing is draining or whatever. And it's just, like, a regular 16 by 9 movie screen. And I'm like, this can't be it, but, like, this kind of sucks. I'm like, this is, like, weird, because, like, tickets are expensive. Like, tickets are, like, 170 bucks plus tax. Like, it's... It, Insane. That's in, That's Like, bonkers. you can get in, like, I think probably, like, early showtimes or shitty seats or whatever for, like, 70 bucks. Like, they're, like, tickets from 70 but see, it's still $70 for, like, an hour-long thing is expensive. Yes. Yeah, very expensive. And then there's a part, and maybe this is kind of spoilers, but not really. And also, like, you have to see it out there, so, like, unless you're in Vegas, you're not going to see this. The computer, like, the voiceover is, like, telling them about Earth and, like, reminding them of, like, their mission or whatever. And they zoom. You see Earth from outer space. And the camera pushes in on Earth. And as it does, Earth fills the entire fucking room. And it's, like... Insane. Oh. oh okay. And... Yeah, this is what we're waiting it's for. It's so cool. And, like, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. What I thought was the best part is when the camera stays still... It feels yeah. like you're in a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. When the camera's moving, it's like, oh, we're watching a movie. But, like, they're just, like, stationary in front of, like, you know, a bunch of people doing a thing. You're like, you're in this room. It's yes. unbelievable. I'm sure they might do this at some point, but – or I would guess they would. But there's one part where, like, you're, like, you're following, the, like, a drone shot of camera through, like, you know, the desert or whatever. Like, the mount, like the American Southwest – and they like go down a mountain ridge and like come up. And I'm like, if they did like a a, a roller coaster simulator, even without the scene oh, moving, fuck. it would be people would vomit. Insane. It would be insane. People would puke. Um, yeah. But the sphere is super cool. Again, I don't know that it's worth that much money, but like also, if you're gonna go to Vegas, you're gonna spend a lot of money on dumb shit. Like, you might as well do it. Exactly. What else? What other movies have I seen? I haven't seen a ton of movies in theaters, I don't think. I saw Poor Things, which I loved. That's another best I heard great things. So the the only reason why we didn't see Poor Things first is because Rachel believes that that will be her probably favorite or one of her favorite movies of Mm -hmm. the the nom season. And also because our friends that we had went to go see American Fiction with had already seen it. it. No, I loved it. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's amazing. They they can't stop raving about it. They say they love it, too. I saw The Iron Claw, which is the Zeph movie that got zero nominations. We'll cover that eventually on Zack Attack when it comes out on, on demand. Yes, yes, yes. Very depressing. I've heard. You know what, you know about that family, like the cursed family? No, I don't. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to show you a thing I bought. Hold on. Good, please. I got this for $5. I think $5. you told me you bought it. This is so much fun to just stare at all of Joey's DVDs. Are you ready? Yes. For $5 from A24. What'd you get? It's a foam finger, oh. but it is the Iron Claw. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Five bucks, can't beat that. Five bucks, five bucks. It says bucks A24 shipping. on it. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, What very else cool. did I see in theaters? I saw... Oh, I got one. What? You know what we started watching is this game show called The Floor, okay? Not The Floor is Lava, but just The Floor? It's called... I think it's called The Floor. Let me look. 
I will also say that uh, Margaret and I watched Anatomy of a Fall, which is another Best Picture nominee. She loved it. I thought it was really good, but like, I think you're going to, I think this might be one of your, like, of the movies, might be your least favorite. Oh, okay. I think because it, yeah. like, it's a two and a half hour long, like, courtroom drama, kind of. And it's just like, okay. It's, it's, I think it's really good. I think, again, like, it's, it's one that like our film club picked and a lot of people are just like, I love this so good. And people are just like, I think it's fine. Like, I think I'm, I'm between those two. Like, I think it's kind of like, I don't know if I would nominate this for best picture, but I think it's like really well done. I think it's very interesting, but I don't know. It didn't like, okay. I wasn't just like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? So, okay. So I'm watching this show called the floor. The floor. It's on Fox and I think maybe Hulu, I guess. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I forget where I'm watching it. Um, and it's Rob Lowe and he's the host. And what happens is, is everybody picks, their their expert category okay so like yours would be like being annoying and wow. mine would be being handsome wow and <laughs> unlike other things no. i've actually heard those insults on the air <laughs> won't catch so, that one in the edit so uh, wow. no so they so like they'll pick like the dumbest shit ever like somebody will be like bugs or something right they spin the wheel they pick a person on the floor there's like a hundred of them and you 1v1 the person in their category. Mm-hmm. You know, you could pick anybody that's touching you. Okay? So, like, you could pick, like, somebody might be cars, somebody might be bugs, somebody might be high school movies. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You 1v1 them. They, like, show you pictures. You guess whoever gets the most right. Or it's, it's there's time. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Whoever gets the most right, whatever, they win. If you beat this person... You assume their expert category. Okay. Or so like now you are bugs and you might not know anything about bugs. Mm-hmm. Like if they challenge you and lose, like you get theirs right. is what it okay. is. So it becomes really wild, really fast. And you just like walk around the board, you connect the most dots, and then you're just playing the game that's like that dot game that you just like the most blocks wins type situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like you want to challenge the person that has the biggest thing, but they might be like really fucking bad at dogs or something like that. It's a lot of fun. It's stupid. Watch it drunk. That's what I've been up to. The floor. God. The floor with Rob Lowe. Oh. Okay. Also, on that note, I'm over Rob Lowe. He's had a run of being handsome. I'm done with it. I've said this to Rachel. I was like, he's been too handsome for too long. It's unfair. He needs to go. I hope he's he can just retire or, you know, mysteriously disappear. Right. But either one of those things is fine by me because he's he's had a good run. Let him out. Go ahead. Let him out. Continue. I finished the curse. Did you guys? Did you guys watch the curse more? Or did you bail on the curse? The Nathan. We're, no, we're on like episode three. I'm not. So you, I need to be in the right headspace for the curse. I think we've talked about this. You finished it. Is it worth finishing? Yeah. Okay. I need the thing is like I need to toe the line between being intoxicated enough and not. I too kind intoxicated. of brute force my way through it. Okay. And it was worth it in the end, but I'm just like. So if you don't know what the curse is, the curse was on Showtime, Paramount Plus, or Showtime. It's a show created by Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie. Who should never have let their brains be put together. The world should have not let these two combine They brains. star on the show with Emma Stone, and it's a sort of a parody, a dark parody of an HGTV show called Flipanthropy, where they like... Oh, yes, it's called Flipanthropy. They, assume, that, they, yeah. they take over houses from people who have been living there for a while who can't pay their rent, and they completely renovate them, and then they like give them back to the community. But they're still like kicking. But also, but also, they just like pretty much just cover them in chrome because that's like the most like ecological. Well, they're, they're passive houses. It's so they're stupid. designing passive houses, which don't, yes, yeah, yeah, which yeah. basically stay off the grid, and yes, they are covered in mirrors. Yes, yes, 
it's closer to like Twin Peaks The Return than anything I've ever seen, where it's not about what's happening, but how it's happening, and it's capturing a mood and a vibe and a feeling. Because it's because we I think we've said this before. It's shot like a horror movie. It feels much like a horror movie a lot of the time. There's also like when you see it, like Twitter loves this show in a way that it has loved very few shows where everything is memed into things. Like I again, I'm not spending that much time on Twitter, but like I'm seeing this everywhere. There's stuff in there that is like truly insane. The finale is mind-boggling. You have to know that like maybe about half of the show doesn't pay off. Like, they're just doing things for one reason or another, and, like, a just shock value, because there's a lot of shock value things that they're just like, what? We've never seen this happen on film before. Let's do that. It feels like, it feels like Benny Safdie and Nathan Fielder were like, we've never seen this on film before. Let's do it so we can see it's it. It's insane. But there's 10 episodes. Um, Just watch it. It's really good. There's very few things that are like this. You know, by design, because most people like because it's it's made to be difficult to watch, like just to make you feel uncomfortable. It is. That's why I say like I have to be in the right headspace right. to like because in in episodes are hard. Yeah, like it's hard to watch multiple episodes at a time. Well, I did like one, and then like I just got busy with other stuff, and I did like one a day for three days, and then I watched like six in like thirty hours. I'm just like I'm gonna finish the show. Uh, okay, cool. Strong recommend. I also played two video games in January because we're at the end of January now. It's going to come out in February. I played Solar Ash, which is a Game Pass game, which is pretty good. I also played this game called Inscription, which started on Steam and now is on PS5 on on PlayStation Plus. I loved it. It's insane. It's very good. It's like a card game, like a deck building game that like goes in like crazy places. It was a stronger like a, I think a lot of sites had it as a game of the year when it came out like a handful of years Ooh, ago. Fun. Okay. Um, but the same way that I'm doing with T- I'm doing the same thing this year with TV shows and video games where I curated like a list of things that I really want to watch or I really want to play, but I don't know what to pick from them. And I just randomize okay. that list and I just do whatever the random like thing says. So like, that's how I got solar ash. That's yep. how I got inscription. I'm going to start shadow of the Colossus, which is a, a lot of people's like favorite game of all time, like a PS4 game. That's been, you know, a PS3 game that got remastered on PS4. Then I'm playing on PS5, whatever. And the same thing with the TV shows. Like I'm working my way through now, Copenhagen cowboy, which is Nicholas winding reference show from Netflix last year, which I love him. Fun. And cool. then I'm going to do yeah. Soderbergh show full circle next. And I'm just, you know, go from there. But like, it's always going to be a good thing. Cause I curated a list of like only be things I want to watch or want to play, but I don't have to like, there's no pressure to be like, Ooh, I don't know what to watch. It's like randomize. There we go. So do that one. Yeah. yeah. Also I'm in season 27 of the Simpsons, which feels like an insane thing to say. And I still have That's fun. Nine seasons left or something. Insane. Crazy. Um, and I think that's it. Let me take a quick look at the calendar. See if anything else happened. CES. Pretty boring life. If you want the real live updates, like seeing the sweater that Rachel <laughs> made me, join the Discord. You don't even have to be a patron, but you can join the Discord and see the, the pictures of the sweater that Rachel made for me. Very true. It's pretty cool. email family at cageclub.me, and we will give you access to the Discord. Yeah. Also, just email in family at cageclub.me. Let us know, and we'll read on the next Life of the Fast Lane, which again is going to be in four weeks, because we have between now and then Tune Up, Ferrari, then we kick off Lap 14 with the Fast and the Furious. Oh, fuck. Then Predator, then Fast Lane. So Fast Lane's not going to be for five weeks. Ugh. Okay. It's fine. We're fine. We're good. It's good. We're good. I'm not going to remember anything I fucking did anyway. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. You're also going to be like, why are you putting me on the spot? 
It, I promise, I can guarantee it that that will happen. But if you want to join the Patreon again, we have Broken Arrow episode out now, Pacific Rim coming out very soon. Actually, by the time you listen to this on the main feed, it will already be out. So go to TooFastTooForever.com. But Joe, any final thoughts about anything else we talked about tonight? Um, stay warm. Uh, stay sanitized. Stay stay sanitized. Sometimes I do lust for another lockdown. That's my thought of today. I think that I've had enough time with people now that I'm like, you know what? It was probably better off when we didn't have to see them too often. Well, hopefully it's not a global like, pandemic like, that kills millions of people to give you a lockdown. I know. I said just a. Did you hear me? No. I said a lockdown. I did not say a pandemic. I, I didn't say anything to harm anyone. I just said I'm overseeing people. And I would enjoy not seeing them anymore. It's fair. For all things lockdown, you got to. That's I can't. Even, I can't even transition into my my usual ending spiel. For all things too fast too forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast too forever, or at too fast too forever, and all the socials, including top ten most downloaded app threads. Oh. We're on threads. We don't do any of threads. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Thank you to everybody who wrote in, especially new listeners. Yes, thank Alex, you. Thank you for that. Now thank I have two Alexes. Alex. Also, two Alexes from the Rust Belt, because Alex Ellen from Ohio, this Alex from Pittsburgh, now in Arkansas. Amen. Yeah. He's at the Cracker Barrel. He's at the Combination Cracker Barrel Taco Bell. What would, so in the Das Racist Taco Bell Pizza Hut, what would be the combination Cracker Barrel what? Like, what's, like, a sister restaurant that's not the same thing, but, like, would be paired with it? What would Cracker Barrels... Like, a Boston Market? But that's too similar. I was going to say, like, Hardee's. Ooh. It has to be, like, Carl's Jr. Mm. and Cracker Barrel. That's, like, too... Although, crack... Do, do they have the same clientele? Yeah. You think? I think so. Okay. Check out our Patreon page at TooFast2Forever.com and our store at CageClub.me slash shop. Again, thank you, Jeff, for buying the shirt. And come back next week for the tune-up lap 13 in which Josh and Michael will join us to announce Ooh. their theme that they sponsored for lap 14. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we will tell you all about it when we see you 